Punishables, welcome back to another episode of All Talk. Very excited for this one. It's uh, it's been he's probably been one of our most requested guests ever. Um, he's obviously the famed sprint coach, the king of cadence, the one and only Roger Fabry. When I tell you this story took a turn in terms of like his story, beyond anything we could have imagined, um, he's got a fucking he's got a very interesting backstory, origin story, if you will. He is he's fucking funny, as you can already tell from his Instagram where it's as kooky as it gets, but a funny man. Um he very sincere and truly like one of my favorite interviews in terms of going like, oh fuck much more than meets the eye with this fella. Um, but we very much appreciated him coming through and um, taking some time out to shoot the shit with us. It gets weird in here, punters and dribblers, so strap the fuck in. Roger Fabry. You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. Mate, look at you. You're looking good with this Seahawks jumper there. Yeah, I've got to look drip. Yeah, look <laughs> at the drip. The socks, yeah. the hat. Yep. How's things? You well? Yep. What's been happening? Just do my thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one can touch me. <laughs> you know what it's like. Well, the king of cadence, mate. Yeah. The king of cadence, the sprint king. Um, Life's good, actually, to be honest. Can't yeah. complain, yeah. It's like I know it was fucked for you during, yeah. uh, well, COVID, but then I assume also with the weather. Weather completely destroyed me financially. You know, it's like never seen so much rain. It's just unprecedented amount of rain was so owning an outdoor business and having 17 coaches, you know, these councils, they still don't give you any grace or, or leeway at mm. all. It's like, you know, they're still wanting you to pay freight in full. No so do you have to pay for like, like do you have to so pay the I, council yeah, to use the ground and yeah, shit? Yeah. So it doesn't matter. And it's like, and then I asked them, you know, surely there must be a little bit of leeway you can give me. And they said, oh, well, you're, you're the only person that complains. I said, well, I'm probably the only small business that actually rents the fields yes. or tries to do the right thing. Mm. Because, you know, when you've got fucking big nose, big teeth like me, you can't hide, you know, so people know who I am straight away. Yeah. So they dob on me all the time. It's fucking... Do people telling you? That's oh, it's, it's, mate, there's so many snitches. Mm. Um, so I can't get away with it. And I want to do the right thing anyway, but... They don't understand that most of the fields that are booked by teams, they get funding mm. and or, or they raise money. So if their fields are closed or put down at some stage, it's no big deal for the secretary to just write a check. But this is actually coming out of my own pocket. I'm just a small battler just trying to do my best. Mm. You know, I've got 17 coaches and all these councils and then they come back and say, well, you know, the system's not set up to be able to give refunds because you actually have to book the fields in advance. So... You can't take the wheeler into consideration. The reason being, if you don't book it in advance, then somebody's going to jump on your booking and then you've got nowhere to trade. Do you have to pay up front? Like, will they refund your booking? if it no. Get fucked. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That's yeah, what he's right. saying. No, I know. It's I'm absolutely just, I'm outrageous. Just, wow. so, so for six weeks, you know, when it was just an, an, the rain never, ever stopped, you know, if the fields were closed, not, I'm just paying, I might as well just put my money up my asshole. What about ASMR? feel better. What about the tire oh, track? It feels good. Feel- <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I bet. Much better than fucking giving it away. In actual fact, I smell really big cock. <laughs> Do you, is, is somebody here? 
Well, listen, it could be it could be D or Dave over there. Yeah, it's it might be. dirty, eh? Nah, he's got a he's got a piece on him. He does. It's dirty, eh? Well, no, I don't think he showers. I'd have to be honest. I don't with give you. a shit. I like it. You like it? A big you stinky like dong. Okay. I don't give a fuck everything I do. I try and go another level. You know, if you've got to go have sex on the first time, I go straight and suck an asshole. Suck an asshole. <laughs> yeah. You know, Damn, go, try and go and do something that somebody else won't do, just, <laughs> just to separate it, yourself. Just take it X-rated out the gate. I get that. I respect no, I, it. No, I, mean, I just think you know. Otherwise, how do you become different? Well, you know, it's been a long time. Assholes today, get, out the gate. Well, it's different. You eat assholes off the jump. Yeah. You're definitely setting yourself apart. Yeah, either, yeah well, I've, I've, then you're the Remy guy. Yeah, yeah. I've fallen into some trap. Mm. Now, listen. You brought it up yourself. Obviously, your nose is a little large. Does that ever get lost up a butthole? Like, what are we doing? Yeah, how do you how do you no, safeguard I, I, yourself? I've got a I've got a method. I just sideways move. Sideways. There you go. Well, he's a fucking professional. But me? then I got teeth Seasoned. as well. Season. I feel silly for asking to be well, honest. Well, it was a silly question. It's a dumb question. But I got teeth. <laughs> well, you do. You do Fuck have teeth. Yeah, I like drawers. Yeah, pubes stuck in those bastards. Wouldn't Awful. You? <laughs> but I was. If not, by next week, I'm. You know, I've got veneers coming. You the got veneers. veneers. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. That must be setting your back. <laughs> I'm broke as all fuck, but I don't give a fuck. Where do you where do you live? Where are you Maroubra. Oh yeah? Yeah. You beach guy? You like getting down there? Oh, I, I like sitting in the sun, yeah. I can't I'm not a real good swimmer. Mm. So I'm not real confident. No, nah, you're a land you're yeah, a land yeah. guy. I'm Have a you got, what's your buoyancy like? Because I've got buoyancy issues. Yeah. Well, when I had a I had a real nice size ball bag. That, so that you, used that to use, I used to use, use lie on them. Yeah. Yep. But I, I've had, I've now got a vagina. Get out of here. Yeah. You fuck. You got rid of it. Yep. You've yeah. had. You've transitioned. Yeah. What did you like? Did you do anything special with your with your balls? Have you held on to them? Have you? Oh, they're in a museum. They're in a museum. Yeah. Fuck. We're going to send them to Ukraine. They're going to use them as bombs. You're going to use them as bombs. <laughs> yeah. Don't you feel like that some balls of that of note, like yours, should be maybe like? Like we're going to try and put it in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, the testicular I've got one Hall size a little smaller than the other, so they weren't perfect. Oh, they need like when you're at you need, Fat Harris Farm and you go in the sort of the bananas are a weird shape. Who is yeah. who is in the testis, testicular, testicular Hall, of Hall of Fame? Yeah, fuck. I mean, they'd, I'd give them a run for their money. Mine are. I've got. I'm all balls. I think Rex Mossop was. <laughs> was Rex in there? Yeah. Was Re- yeah. Rex was all balls. Yeah, he was. Look, Rex's balls preceded him. We know that. Yeah. We know that to be true. Um, but in terms of any other members, I'd have to... Look, Dave's unfortunately not on the computer right now for the Testicular Hall of Fame, and that's all right, Dave. I don't want Peter to... Brock would have had a set on him. Yeah, he was good. Peter Brock had a set of nuts on him. Yeah. Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin. Yeah. Obviously a huge set. Huge sack, man. But that well, fucked mate. him up in the end, didn't it? Well, sometimes your balls can get you into trouble. Well, right? but the, your balls can be the death of you. I've yeah. always said that. Yeah. yeah. We've, we've always we've said always it. said it. It's one of the uh, the catchphrases for us. When did you get into the get into the speed beers? So so did you remove the nuts? Did that help your speed? Huh. I wear one piece all the time. Yeah, right. So at, at some stage here, I will do. I'll get down for you and show you. Okay. So I'll you'll see no that, that that I needed that to be gone. Mm-hmm. So I needed all the help I can get. So sure. That was, was in the way. Mm. Um, I get that. When you're eyeing someone like Matt Shervington, yeah, who yeah. they called the lunchbox, yeah, he was all dick and balls. Yeah, let's I wasn't be honest. Even recess. But do you reckon he could have broken ten seconds if it was a bit smaller? Probably. Yeah, I'd say that. Um, In probably, your professional opinion, my professional opinion, probably a foregone conclusion. Mm. But really, to be honest, you know, one of my my highlights or something. If you ask me, what's my biggest goal in in life? It would be. 
you know, when the, of the biggest race of the year, probably the Melbourne Cup, mm. you know, in front of millions of people down at Flemington. I'd love to have a seat just on the on the finish line as the horses roll past. And the cameras have got me and I'm there just there pulling myself off. <laughs> What's up with that? You know, be the race to stop everyone. Mate, I'd fucking... The like, wank that stops the nation. <laughs> no, it'd be outstanding. That's something Dude, I'm, fucking try and hit a jockey in the eye. I mean, I don't know, you know... It's well, well, you, know, you need it. You need to be... Completing... You need know, to be on the inside rail. That's... Well, I don't know. I mean, are you going to fucking tell me that Rog doesn't have the power to hit a jockey from 25 minutes? Yeah, meters? I can do that easy. You just got to bend the hose for a minute, let the pressure build up, and then... 55 years in the making. I haven't, had, I haven't blown for 55 years. You haven't blown for 55 right? years. You're yeah. 55 years old and you haven't yeah. blown once. No. You monk? Yeah, I'm scared. Scared of it? Yeah, I just need all the energy I can get. Scared of a blow? I, look, I, you've got I to understand heard of it that. before, but... Yeah. Listen, dude, I mean... There's I a guess, first for everything, Tom. Well, you know what? Greatness is, greatness is built different, isn't it? That's right. But you are in the speed business, Rog. Yeah. You're known for... You're known as the king of cadence. Yeah. What is it about cadence that gets you going? Well, I was always a decent athlete. So, um, who I, I never actually envisaged this was going to be my occupation. Mm. Like, it was always just my passion. Um, talking on a serious note here, I just had to always go overseas and try and educate myself so I could just be the best version of myself. I'm a sort of guy that I don't do many things really good but the things i do i do unbelievable i like oh i want to separate myself from anybody else mm. so if i've got to have social media game it's got to be next level if it's i've got to coach it's that. it's that if i coach it's like oh i can see why this guy he gets so much talk about you know what other sprint coach do you actually hear about you don't I couldn't name one. I don't know any other. I couldn't sprint name coaches. a single sprint coach. As far as I'm aware, and it's a ni- it's a nice feeling, you know, to actually be relevant. You know, it's like I've done so many fuck ups in my life. You know, I ended up ended up getting expelled from school, ended up in jail. Fuck off, really? Yeah. What for? If you feel like, yeah, I'm it. cool. I'm the only thing I don't talk about is just my private life. But anything else, I'm I'm you can just go crazy about. I don't believe private private life should be spread all over social media you know that's my home for sure I like to just keep that separated in actual fact my daughter's like when i first started she was almost embarrassed of me it's like oh but now she's like god oh, this i see your fire <laughs> you know my dad's got that blue tick fuck it's hectic <laughs> so what'd you go to prison for? so so i was a i was a punter all my life yeah. um rolled with a bad crowd not so much a bad crowd, just rolled, want, trying to be somebody I wasn't. You know, wanted to, you know, when you're young, you want to be gangster. Mm-hmm. I'm not fucking a gangster. I'm not. I'm just regular. Mm. Um, I needed extra money, so I rented my garage out. I sort of knew, of course, I knew what they were doing wasn't kosher, but I didn't give a fuck as long as it earned me a little bit of money extra on the side. I was cool with it. Um, lasted about six weeks. They were off. I didn't know they were off, so I was a perfect person to store any gear in as a square head just earning regular money i was just working at optus 
selling cable TV when it first came out here, you know, door to door. I was just knocking on doors and getting people to, because Optus was out before Foxtel. Mm. And um, we had that, that cable and I had to knock from door to door. I was good, man. I was like, I, I could sell ice to Eskimo, you know, I was so good. Mm. And then, um, but again, you know, fuck, it doesn't really matter. You probably relate to this more than anybody, you know, how much you earn if you're a bad punter. It's fucking ridiculous, you know. The punt, and I'm still, I actually am still in therapy to, you know, I, I've got it a lot better under control. You know, my life's, I've turned my life around a lot since then. Nice. Um, but there were 75 people charged. And uh, fuck, I didn't, I, to this day, the, 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 so my role in the chain of supply was that I um, ran the safe house. So that they actually look at that as a crucial part of the supply because you're the least obvious person to for the police to suspect. And in actual fact, they probably would never have found the place had they not been following the ring the ringleader. Mm. And so 75 people ended up going down. I didn't even know my co-accused. I remember the day I walked in the jail, I was like, fuck, what? I don't even know what I'm in here for. Jeez. I actually, um, I pleaded not guilty. And um, looking back, now, I sort of, I sort of glad I got found guilty. How old were you? Twenty nine. Sort of glad I got found guilty because you can sort of see people these days. Like the first, the person that doesn't go down is like, oh, he's the dog, he's a snitch. Then I've got to worry about my my family. Mm. I've got a good whack for a, for somebody who's got no track record. And and if you look at the others, what they all the other players got, and I, I felt I was a a smaller role, even though they were set up quite a role. But if you look at my sentence compared to what they got, you know, I got a pretty big whack for a first timer with no, with nothing on me. How long did you get? I got four with two and a half. Jesus. Four up top and two and a half down the bottom. Um, so sort of eliminated that stigma. Just so you were in for four or it was four with parole uh, no, four up two. top and a two and a half parole, yeah, to make sure. After two and a half, I got out. So I had to serve another six, 18 months on, <laughs> on. on probation. Where'd they send you? I went everywhere. Fuck yeah, they just moved dude. around. Why do they move you around? I you always see that, like that you go uh, in yeah, and move. The, the reason why is, um, you know, I sort of, you know, while we're talking about this, you know, it's sort of become trendy now. For I see guys doing jail podcasts and people talk about that. I, I just, for not for one second, am I proud of the fact that I went in there? Mm. Not, not for one second. In actual fact, it robbed me of so many things. I like my wife was pregnant in '97 when I went in there. Uh, she was nine months pregnant, and I didn't even actually know what I had until about a week later, till the baby was born. So I was obviously then I ended up getting bail, and then I served two years on bail. But my daughter doesn't really um, from the zero to two year age bracket. You know, she doesn't really no no kid remembers anything, but. Mm. But then from the two and four, then I was in custody. Like, it sort of robbed me from a real part of my life that I'll never get back again. Mm, yeah. And then I also suffer with a bit of mental health as well, you know. So I sort of missed a real difficult period in her life that we're sort of trying to just put the pieces back together again now. Mm. It's taken me a long time. I had to get myself mentally well. I still suffer with the trauma from being in custody. Mm. Like, I have this fucking one dream. I'm not even joking. I've mm. been out, got out in 2002, so I would have been out now 
20 years now. Years. Yeah. Um, have this same one dream all the fucking time, like that I've got three months to serve you. It, it, it's unbelievable how repetitious it becomes, really? how often I have this. So I've obviously got some subconscious trauma there that I'm still trying to address and deal with. I'm telling you, I'm, I've been a squarehead. From a squarehead going straight into custody, it's a big move because usually there's a there's a formula that people may go through. They might get pinched once and then get a warning sure. and then get a fine and then go to weekend detention building or go to community to service, you yeah. know, if they've got that period. It's, it's like, like building straight fitness from for here, the fucking it's most like, extreme nature. Yeah, of, of you just go from one extreme to the next. Like I'm just like, walk in, I'm looking around, it's like, oh. Where these people come from, they look like fuck. You never seen people like this. Mm. It's a completely different world. Mm. I'm like, oh, how am I going to survive here? Like, I suffer with anxiety and depression like crazy. I'm like, oh. Did you suffer with it before going in? Yeah, heavy. Yeah, right. Heavy. I suffered since I was a kid. Um, but then it's amazing. You, 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 when you're constantly fighting anxiety or depression and then you put in a position where you actually got to get something that's justified, the body becomes incredibly resilient. You'll actually learn, actually, I probably cope better than most people. One thing that was great, I had my missus was completely solid. I didn't have to worry about fucking lining up for a telephone call and worry about if my missus is fucking this one or doing that. Mm. I was like, cool, fucking have the phone. I don't give a fuck if I never use the phone. Mm. You know, I just see her occasionally. I didn't have that mental stress. I was comfortable within myself and that's a big battle. So I learned actually, you know, besides having that category taken away from me of not being that snitch, which was important, you actually learn to be able to become a man. You know, I've always been coming from a WOG family and then I had my dad as well that was living in the house, they they separated early, my mum and dad. He sort of had to take the role of looking after my daughter because he knew there was a chance that I was going to go away and I wanted to make sure that I had enough money to be put aside. And So I've always had someone to rely on except for myself. It's like, oh, I'll bail, he'll bail me out of, my out of trouble, out of trouble. Mm. Like, how am I going to survive? Mm. Can't even cook, couldn't even turn on a fucking kettle. Ended <laughs> up getting out. No, I'm not even joking. Got out so, so what they do there in there is you, you, you get a little crew um, and that crew then for your survival, you sort of just rely on each other to be able to, to do things like, for example, eat, right? So I can't cook. So what, what asset am I to anybody who wants to gang up with me, right? So I had to wash dishes or buy extra commissary or put in extra food or stuff like that. Then you have an allocated chef or well, there's so many chefs that get pinched, you'd be surprised. So actually, <laughs> food's half by decent. I miss the cup, miss it sometimes. You know, it's like, you know, if you can stay away from the from the jail serve and you've got a good little crew and, the, you know, they've got a, a little bit of money on you and then you can stand up for yourself and you're not going to get stood over um, and people are not going to take your, your food off you, then you can have a good little gang and, and uh, eat quite decent. So... That part, the survival skills, you know, I learned to become domestic. I couldn't even wash my own clothes. I'm not even joking. So, and they're real anal. I've only got two sets of colours there. You've got fucking green and then your socks are white. You wouldn't believe you fucking, you get a guy's like, oh, you put the green and the white. So I thought, fuck, where are we going to a fashion parade? Are you? Well, who gives a fuck? Yeah. You know, no one's here. It's no, nah, no. Nah, the small things there, they're catastrophic. So you learn very quickly to do the little things really, really well, and then you need to survive. Anyway, so 
going back to your original question, where will I go to? So the, re- the one thing they don't, they don't like is if you're popular, they don't want you to, form, to, to get a gang or feel comfortable, you know, because the more powerful you become, then they feel a threat to you. Not so much the actual screws, it's like the intel. Like you have your screws there, they're half by decent, and then, but it's like they're always keeping intel on you to see your progression, to see, you know, have you got pull? Are you a sort of person that could get drugs brought into the jail? Are you a sort of person that, you know, could get maybe money to pay somebody to be stood over? Or So that's that type of intel. So as soon as they, you gain a hip popularity, um, then they like like to try and shift you, just in the middle of the night. So I got shifted a few times because, you know, I can't fight. I hate violence. Violence is fucking filth. I, I think it's just the worst thing ever. One thing I can't stand in life is um, bullying. You know, I you see it a lot there, and it really fuck got gets under my skin. Especially you know, I I'm scared of my own shadow, so I fighting's not my go. In actual fact, my shadow probably beat me in a fight you know <laughs> so it's you got to be real careful um but so what i used to do with these guys they have their own little cliques there you know you have the top you have your your islander crew and then you have your crew crew and then you have your wog crew and then the aussie crew and so you all stick there by nationalities and so if the nationalities end up something having a fight with someone then fuck if that nationality is your nationality it's in the fight even if they're not in the fight, you're in danger. You know what I mean? They might come after you. So you got to. Sh- I, I was lucky. I trained all all these different guys, so I was like sweet with everyone. You know, I'd go to the gym, form a little circuit, then get them running or whatever else. So were you already a trainer of any just, sort just, in there? Or just, like? just, just fitness. I was into fitness. Okay. I've always been in fitness. Fitness basically was my medication for my mental health. Mm. You know, it, it staved me away from probably having catastrophic breakdowns, which I ended up having two real, real bad ones. Um, one prior to going in and then one when my dad died just recently. Sorry to hear uh, that. Yeah, thank you. Um, but but other than that, that, that's the only way I sort of was able to cope, just mm. with, you know, training all the time, training all the time. As I said, you eat quite well. It's a good way. And you'd be surprised, to, you know, foolish to say this, but, you actually got no stress when you're in there. What, what, what stress? I just got to wake up. You don't have bills to pay. You know, they, they people outside they stress for what's what's happening in there. And I feel, you know, if you're not half by a selfish cunt, your job is to just try and make sure that the people outside don't worry about what's going on with you inside. Yeah. You know, turn up to visits, happy, looking good. Put this face on. Let them rest in peace, you know. Let them go out, go out, and then do what they've got to do. They don't want to be fucking worried about what they can't control, what's mm. going to happen in there. Yeah. So even when things were putrid in there, I used to just say, oh, "Everything's good. I'm, I'm real good." You know. And every time I got shifted, so I went from Silverwater to Bathurst, and then Bathurst to Gold, and then Gold, and back to Silverwater, then to Lithgow, and then back to Long Bay. I never would let my family go and travel to anything that wasn't close. So if I was at Long Bay, I'm like, okay. If I was at Silverwater, okay. But those country jails, fuck it, I don't give a shit. Mm. You know, just do do what i got to do and get it over and done with. Fucking time goes backwards. Slow. Yeah, all day. Fuck, so slow. So <laughs> fucking boring. Mm. Is that the, is that almost, I mean, I don't know, if, is that like the hardest part of it? That how slow it is? Or is it just one I of know, the I, many What I said before, it's like, is the politics that go into it. 
you know, just the, the small things because there's nothing to worry about become catastrophic. Like, for example, oh, had this one lifer, right? He hated me. Fuck, I was terrified of him, right? Any reason why? Because I was popular. Right. Because I was popular. Mm-hmm. And one other thing, fuck me dead. I feel, uh, my naivety got me into a little bit of trouble. It's like um, we had a gala day. and That seems like such a foreign ex- thing <laughs> to have inside yeah, of what? a jail. They have like Nasho days, right? They give you one or two a year. To, so they'll have a Lebanese day or an Aboriginal day or just, just you've got to try and uh, you have to earn them. It's like, it's like a, a reward. It's an incentive. You know, everybody in the jail, if they do the right thing. And so everybody work, works hard towards it anyway. And then on one of the days, uh, one of the, days that we had allocated, I think they had five or six of us getting on a phone without having to be recorded, you know, ringing people up left, right and centre to try and get people to donate stuff for the gala day, whether it be chocolates or fucking whatever else it may be. Anyway, <laughs> first chance that I had to be, I know, to get on the phone with it, because, you know, as I said to you before, I didn't really give a fuck about it. So the first people I'm trying to ring is my bookies, right? It's like, Shit. oh, what's doing? You know, how, how's life traveling, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like, oh, you want you want some credit or anything like that? So oh, no, I've been abstinent. Hang on. I don't want to get into any trouble. Anyway, I didn't. I ended up getting, passing the phone off, getting away from that. Then I ended up getting to the Ferrero Rocher factory, right? He put me through. So I got this. I love Ferrero Rocher. It's the I'll best. Get, ring this bloke. He'll deliver you as many Ferrero Rochers as possible, right? <laughs> Okay, so I ring this bloke. Anyway, I get a whole heap of Ferrero Rochers delivered to the jail. Like, I'm a hero. It's like, fuck, this place going crazy over there. <laughs> <laughs> I understand fuck. why, though. They're, no, they're so, so good. good. They're good. So as I've got them all delivered there, there was this one guy who's tight, real tight with that lifer, right? And you just don't think about these things anyway. So... He, when I say you don't think about things, I'm just about to tell you what's going to happen. So, he, you know how they come in those little boxes and sometimes they get a two or three box on top, mm. right? So, just out of the mock, I didn't even think about it, the, con- the consequences. Like, he took one and put it rash and put it into his cell. And it's like, oh, then the screws come back. So, oh, counting the boxes like, oh, there's one missing. I said, oh, yeah, he took it. I'm like, oh, I can't say that here. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, I was yeah. like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> and then I just the screw. Like he knew that I had some pull, and I got it all there. It's like, "Oh please, I'm just a square head. Don't do anything to this guy. Just let it slide." Yeah. He did. He did the right thing. He had my back. The mm. guy, right? It's like, okay, he did the right thing. But fuck, it got to this bloke who's just fucking been only seen ra- jail rules and et cetera, et cetera. It's like, oh, I've crossed the line here, right? So anyway, I've seen him all the time. He used to always talk to me. Fuck, I thought he wanted to fuck me on, to be honest. He was always talking shit and coming close and fuck. I was like, I'd walk past his cell and he'd go, <laughs> oh, shit. It's like, fuck off. This bloke's fucking mm. terrible, right? <laughs> anyway, I my job. I was a sweeper, they call it a sweeper. And I had to just look after 
the unit that we were in and then also where the gym was fuck my job would take me an hour i got seven bucks a week for it or seven dollars a day i can't even remember it was fuck all anyhow he come he went to work that was the day after rush it runs back from work waits till everyone goes because he knows i've got a gang everywhere i go it's like let's fight not fighting what's the problem I want to fight you. I'm going to fucking kill you. I'm like, I'm not fighting. Go in protection. I'm not going in protection. You got to understand. I'm not doing anything you're going to tell me to do. Saved by the bell. It's like this guy was just about to come fucking go crazy on me. Walk in, the guy that runs the jail, heavy crim, him and I like tight, like crazy. It's like, so what's the problem? I'm like, oh, what do I do now? Do I tell him the problem then start all over again? The snitch, you know, it's like, no, nah, I got to tell him because this guy is liable to do anything. He's got no incentive. It's like, I don't, I'm made a mistake. I apologize. Nothing happened from it. This guy now wants to fucking kill me. It's like, I'll leave it to me. All over a box of Ferrero oh, shoes. Man. It's like, it was the biggest, that's what I'm saying. Mm. Anyway, I'm, he never let, he never hassled me ever again. Never. No. But was that the only time you ever came close to anything? I like got that? bashed when I first got there. Really? Yeah. And how look, how soon? Look. look Can you see my shoes? Dude, they're fucking hot. Well, they I, are the hot. Best, I had the best shoes as soon as I walked into the jail. So why do you what do you think they were coming <laughs> oh, to? Oh really? Oh, they rolled a few what, shoes. What you rolled in in fucking some I, Jordans or some well, shit? Well, how would I know? Yeah. Got to make an impression. <laughs> and I, yeah, you're just trying I, to layer yeah, up. Fuck, I don't give a shit. I gotta, I gotta be king of the castle wherever I go. I try and at least be the best version of myself. Mm. So I came in with shoes like that. Fucking Asians, fuck. They were going, looking at me nonstop. I'm like, what's doing? But you know, I had 75. As I said to you, we first I was 75, but I didn't know them. But you soon, you soon, you quickly to learn and find out who's been pinched in the same crew. So you know, I thought, oh well, I have a little bit of backup. No, they got me. They got you. Yeah. How about like, what sort of, are you getting bashed bad? I know that might sound weird. And you know like, what's the worst? Like I might be, what's your name? So I might be there where David is, right? And the screws might be where, what's Tom. What's, where Tom, Tom is, right? And I'm getting, I'm getting four or five out and I'm there <laughs> trying to hold on to my shoes, right? <laughs> Fucking hell. Curling your toes back. You know how long it took Tom to get to David? Not sure. Have a guess. We got and I'm not going to exaggerate it. It might be 15 metres. Mm. I don't know, a couple of, like a minute, two minutes? <laughs> Only because I tell you that. How long should it take you? Like 30 seconds. Not Five even. seconds? A second? A second? Two yeah. Seconds. And it, when you're in that situation of conflict, it fucking feels like, where was this cunt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right fucking there. Come help me. I managed to keep one shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Out of principle. <laughs> And I ended up spending a week in the infirmary. Because it was bad? Because yeah. you got fucked up? With one shoe on. And then, you know, I've got to ring my, mom, my dad and my mum. Like, pretend nothing's going on. It's like, mm. my wife, don't, I don't want to come visit. I can't come visit. Oh, I'm not eligible for visits yet. What do you mean you're not eligible for visits? Everyone says you are. You've got visitation rights. No, not ready yet. It's like, just let me, roll my, let me do my thing. So when I finally got out of that place after a week... Because I actually put up a fight for my shoes, <clears throat> my other shoe was back in my cell. Really? Oh. Have you still got them? <laughs> nah. <laughs> they were fucking. 
they were they wouldn't even rate against these. Oh fuck, I don't know what they were like. I think yeah, but like just as like a principle, a memento. No, because I ended always up, fight for I ended shoes. up getting some pull there, and I used to pull strings. I used to have drip always. Yeah, like the screws were like, how do you get these shoes? Well, what was it? What was the? What do you think it was that you did once you were in there that I guess made, you know, made you more, made people like you, made your situation you able to because get I'm like this. I like I think that you know I take life not so seriously. You know, when you're always suffering with mental health all the time, you know, I love making other people laugh. Mm. I think it's, you know, it's the best form of, and really that's probably the secret of why I'm such a good coach as well. Mm. You know, there's all these coaches that are out here. They're not bad coaches. They're all good coaches. And, you know, you asked me what's the definition of a coach, why is Robinson and Bennett and Bellamy all are separated from everybody else? It's not because they know the game any better than any of the others, I'm sure. You know, I've been working with professional teams and sort of the message that they deliver is not much different. It's just, honestly, it is the ability of being able to get the best out of each individual. Like when I go there talking on their level, breaking down that barrier. You know, surely you would think the likes of the guys that come to me, which you know, I, want to, I don't want to start dropping names, but... Oh, we'll be getting to those fucking names. Don't you worry about that. You know, the, yeah. the, the portfolio of players that I have is unprecedented. There wouldn't be... And what's great about my situation is that the players choose to come to me as opposed to whoever they work with, anyone else. They have to go there. Mm. So it's a choice. They can go wherever they want. You know, it's it's about getting on their level, talking language that they speak, fucking around a little bit with them, and then giving them high level of intelligence as well. I've got a real good ability to be able to separate that. You know, and that that's really what the secret really is. It's not that and it's not and the other thing of course that I've got over everybody else is I've got a hell of a lot of experience being fifty five. You know, I've evolved with fitness you know i haven't just stayed stagnant i'm very very conscious of that that you know things and principles have changed and i still train myself mm. and that's what separates me as well i understand the program because i do the program so i understand what works and what doesn't work everything that that's been mentioned around or is still con continuously being evolved i'll always try and if it works in my elite squad then i'll keep it if it doesn't then i just push it to one side you're not you're not sort of uh well, you're you're open to different methods and ideologies. Absolutely, in terms of, I, I yeah, mean, you're not married to any principle. Yeah, I, I know what works yeah. because I've tried everything. Mm. And you know, you, you you look at speed, for example, and you look at the way Jesse Owens ran, and then you look at the way Usain runs, and you know, even though they're like decades, years in separation, but there's in theory, you look at the two of them, product isn't mm. much different. It's not a it's not a very complicated movement. So what you should do, have the principles and do them great. But you'll, you'll be surprised, you know, especially at the highest level that pays money like the NRL, because I can't associate myself with track and field. Why? Because there's no money there. Uh, that's actually, yeah, it's interesting. I've thought about that. There is very it's little money. I, remember, I compare it to, I remember when Usain Bolt was at his peak, he made $30 million one year mm. and only 300000 of that was from the actual track. Yeah. Everything else was from Puma. All from Puma and There's sponsorships. No money at all. Like, like, and, and, he's, and he's one in history. 
He's the number fastest one. Fastest man in mankind. Yeah. Do you <laughs> yeah. think he yeah. was juicing? Look, I know what it takes to run up there. You know, it's like. Do you oh, think fuck. most most of the top top ones have got something going on? It's a very difficult answer. Mm. Yeah, you don't have to if you don't want. No, to. No, no, I do. I do. It's just you'd hate to think so, but I just know what it takes to get to run there. Mm. Um. Oh, you got to give him the benefit of the doubt. He never tested positive. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of those around him did, yeah. and he didn't. Yeah. So, you know. I want to get to more of the sprinting stuff. I just wanted to ask sure. a couple more questions. Back in the prison thing, because obviously it's a very foreign yeah. thing for me. To being moved around all the time. Yeah. Did that fuck with you? Yeah. Like when you've got it, you know, you feel like you may be set yeah. and you've got friends and that sort of shit, and yeah. then in the middle That's of the night the you're getting part. dragged, and then you've got to start again somewhere else. What's the, that's one of the greatest stresses in life, isn't it? Yeah, going to a new school, did it obviously yeah. on a completely Con different like level. But consistency you know. is so beautiful. Mm. You know, you get into your routine, and you know, people. How often do you hear people like, "Oh fuck, I got to move house." Even moving house is torture. One of the great cunts all time. It's it's probably the worst thing you can do outside of maybe prison. Outside of serious stuff. Yes. Out of, in in the in the world of the mundane, it's almost the worst thing you can do. Yeah, it's the worst. <laughs> It's so and it's very similar. So then you've got to. It's oh, you don't understand how fucked it is. You got you're in a cell with another guy that you hardly know. And if you fucking if you you can't cop him, what are you what are you going to do? What do you do? Where are you going to go? You know, watching a guy pull himself off and fucking it's fucking shit shitting yeah. in front of you. Yeah, I've often thought about that. No, Being so like that'd be a lot. Mm. It's fucking filth. Yeah. Then they put me in this shit cell at Goulburn, right? When I was first there in 97. Freezing cold there? Oh, and I'm a square head again. Just you've got to keep thinking about this. It's not, yeah. know, I'm not, I'm not resilient. I'm not robust. I'm first to put my hand up like I was fucking terrified. It was interracial then, which means now it's segregated. They've got your Islander yard. Yeah, do they job. really? Yeah. Not at all, Joe. I think it just is it not just a, not, a no, no, just a Goulburn. When the Why is that? Just, I mean, is it particularly Acres, racist? Supermax. It's just all the way it is. The, so, so this is the other part. This is where the prison system is flawed, right? So when you first go in, um, everybody's on the same classification. In so terms of like the degree of danger you yeah. are. You, Until uh, they get to see you for a while. So you're all, everybody's ranked A class O. Ugh. So you mix it with whoever. Yeah. You don't know who then. Then, then they look at you. When you go up for classification, um, depending on how, how quickly you get sentenced, then there may be a period of a month or three or four weeks. Um, and, th and then they look at your charge and then they okay, it's fraud or it's drugs. So it's a nonviolent crime. You're already starting with a lower classification and then – they look at your intel, your history, you caused any trouble you've ever been. So, you know, I should have started on a really low class O and I didn't, I did start on a pretty low class O, but had a period there for about five, because I, I couldn't get bail straight away. I was, fuck, like, I can't believe I can't, can't get bail. It's like I've never even been in trouble. Yeah. Because um, the seriousness of the charge, was start, the charge was quite serious at the top end. Um, so, so I had to wait. I've sort of lost track. What was it? What, where, what was well, I was just—I think I was just more interested to to hear about the toll it took to be like. Oh, yeah, you yeah. get you get sort of 
you get a bit of routine, you find some people you know, and then it's just yeah. like so, overnight so, you say, like, they give you no warning, they're, they're moving you. So as I was saying, so we, I remember, sorry, I got a little sidetracked. It's all right. Um, so I, that's the hardest part. You finally find a half by decent Sally, and then, you know, that might take some pride in, 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 and this is this is where we live. Like, let's fucking have the cell at least looking half by decent. Don't leave food in it. I've got to fucking sleep. Don't let it smell. You know, keep it clean. Ask me to go fucking pull yourself off when I'm out of the out of the room. Mm. You know, six hours out. Close the fucking door. Just let me know you're going to do that. That type of relationship. Fuck. First bloke I had. Mate, he snored that fucking loud. Oh, mate. Fuck, you don't even think about it. You don't understand the... how loud this guy snored. Oh. The magazine, he's got, you know, the, the, the pages on the yeah, magazine. Yeah. Every time he'd snore, they'd go up and they'd go down. I'd have to, I'd count them to try and go, try and get to sleep. Fuck. Oh. I'd watch the magazine rise and go down. And then he'd fart. And then it stinks. And then he'd wake up in the middle of the night and he'd think, Josie, oh, there's no Josie here. Oh, Jesus. He had fucking dreams. He was fucking tripping out. He was coming off shit. It was the worst. I'm like, how am I going to survive here? So the answer to your question is every time you get moved, you got to try and restart that whole process mm. all over again. What did it feel like to, on like the release day? How was that? It, you know what? Oh, okay, so I ended up getting works release, right? Towards the end of my sentence, I get, ended up getting works release. Go out to work and come Go back. out to work, come back and just go to the jail to sleep. Fuck. So I, it was good. It was the last six months of my... And you get to go... Part of the privilege, you get to go home every second weekend. So the wife picks you up or whoever is your next of kin um, who becomes your sponsor, they pick you up on a Friday. You um, you write down exactly what you're going to do. You might You're allowed maybe an excursion. You might put down you want to go to an excursion, you might want to go to Darling Harbour, but you have to be there at exactly the times that you say. So, And they'll come mm. and they might say, oh, I'm just here at Darling Harbour, where are you? And then you've got to go and meet him, show him that you're there. You've got that bracelet on you anyhow. Um, so they track you everywhere. Oh, so I, I got I got onto works release. What do you think I ended up fucking being on the fifth or sixth week or something that I was there in a tab? So, so they, I got dropped from the works release program. So my wife was filthy. Like, so was I. I was like, fuck, thrown back into the main jail. So works release jail is like separate to the main jail and you can sort of come and go. You get heaps of more liberties. You're really trusted. You know, everybody's nobody's going to cause any drama on works release program. They're just like heart nearly home. So people just doing the, the right thing, training, cooking for each other, it's quiet, the fucking house is clean, people going in and out of work. So I ended up going back to the manger. Um, but I only had about five months. And this is probably why I have this dream. Because I only had about four months left when I, when I got shafted back in. And this is what keeps happening in my dream. Mm. It's like, oh, I've still got four months to go. I, I, I'm not, I can't honestly tell you how many times I've had this fucking dream. It, it's torture. Yeah. What do you, like a couple of times a year or more? No, no, no. I'm not even joking. 
it may be. I swear, it's. I might be f- even in the dream. If, even if I'm having a fucking sex dream, right? I might be fucking someone, and then what position you reckon? I'm always in the asshole. Okay, good, <laughs> good to know. Yeah. So, so, and you're then I'm f- might be fucking the asshole, and then, <laughs> and then I'm to the side of me. I'm like, oh, the gates are still there, but you still got three months to go. But you can finish this. So it's always the context. Mm. Back to your answer. If there's 30 days in a month, I'd have sev- 16 or 17 times of that month. Shit. Yeah. And Basically I, one in two. And, and the longest period I've had, because I, I document it now, because I journal it, because I try and I'm working with a guy. So he subconsciously tries to put me into that mode and we're trying to alter the, the pathways to try mm. and see. I, I work real hard on my mental health. I really do. You know, it's, I take it fucking deadly serious. I've seen, you've seen you talk about it a lot on your yeah. socials and things like that. And you yeah, see, and I try and raise money when and, you're, you know, um, when you're struggling and is that and I'm open for and I'm open with it and I like mm. it because I, I, I mentor through my my openness. I mentor about six or seven people, and you know when people say to you, twenty four seven, I got my phone three six five. If you ever need to talk, that's all shit. That's all shit because I actually do. I have my phone right next to my bed and there's been countless times that people have rung me in the middle of the night that I've helped to just try and be that person to have, be there to talk to or if I had to jump in the car and go to, which sort of has a negative effect on me as well because sleep deprivation actually exaggerates mental health. Mm. And if you know it's, for example, you're having a, a drama with your wife and, you know, I want to be there. If I'm your mate, I'm loyal. That's one thing that also that Jail's taught, taught me. I'm loyal, real, real loyal. Um, I'm going to be there. So if that phone rings, you can guarantee I'll, I'll answer. And if I can help, it makes me happy. Mm. Doing small things like that. Do you find that draining though? Yeah. My brother's a psychologist and he's done, he's worked with, you know, children and vulnerable and he's fi- he finds it very it taxing emotionally. And again... So then you, it goes back to the way I coach as well. So, again, I hope this doesn't sound big-headed, but my phone's off the Richter. I've got 17 coaches. I'm probably the only full-time speed coach in this country that has also 16 other coaches, right? I don't, I'm not a teacher-slash-speed coach or this is what I do for a living. Yeah. I had no choice. I, I'll, t- I'll explain to you why. Because you know, I was good in sales. But then we'll get back to that. Sorry. All right. Pound away. So I, when you go back to that draining situation, I get it because I think to myself, just just like probably you guys, when you're probably doing your business planning and you want Hello Sport to be, and I, I want to say from the bottom of my heart, you guys supported me and that, that's, you know, it's it doesn't go unnoticed, you know, and I appreciate it. No it's worries, like, mate. You're more than welcome. No, it's like um, you're a character. Like you know, we just love fucking characters, and you know, you and I, just... I don't do many podcasts, mm. and I never would reach out to ask somebody to go on it. And I did with you guys, and mate. To be honest, you have one hundred percent, and I mean this truthfully. Have always been someone we wanted to talk to. Mm. It's since we started doing these regular. As I have a testy pop, I apologize. That's since okay, we started Tom. doing these regular interviews. You've always been someone on our list that we've wanted to have on. So we really no, no, appreciate I appreciate it. I, I, pre- I don't know why you picked me in the first place, but because I don't really listen to all that many. I do listen to podcasts, but mainly, I, I'm crazy about um, 
American rappers like Pop Smoke. Like, I'm obsessed with this bloke. Oh, really? Yeah. So I listen to all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and right. Like, I try and have this dr- swag. You had some drip going. Yeah. <laughs> oh. so, so Pop's got the woo, so I got this made. It cost me 11K. <laughs> Is it yeah. real? I don't have all that much cash, but any time I get money, I'm like, I want to be dripping in ice. So um, <laughs> I don't really listen to all that many. So when, when you guys... I don't know how I first seen it. Somebody think tagged me. I think when Saab was going crazy. Probably and around that. Mate, it was the, I think probably the around then. I've seen you for years being the dude that Danny Weiler, I think particularly around these ty- these times of the year or like the start of a season just before, Danny would always come to you and it was like, uh, whether it be uh, like let's say an injured player coming back or someone who's maybe been a bit of a scallywag and they're starting at a new club and it was always like, a sign the season was starting when Danny was down at, you know, oh, training with Roger right. Fabri. You're, you're so observant because that's how I – so so you – I'm sure that you guys have got a business model that you've proposed yourself to, probably potentially from what the outside looking in, you know, probably replicates from Denon a little bit. I suppose he sort of guided you at the start. Is that how – am I – He was a massive – he was a massive help to us, okay. yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm – that's how I sort of had seen the connection and sort of bloke in the bar started mm. and then you guys had your own swag and just gone crazy and get lit. People talk about you a lot and I like it, right? Mm. So I got tagged. But then I, I'm very similar. Like I'm, I, I say to myself, I, there's, there is competition out there, mm. but I just bury them and make sure that they don't get heard of because I'm, I make sure I want to be the best or different. Mm. So people, I'm out there. So... When you're looking at marketing point of view, you know, there's heaps of media outlets. In actual fact, I get fucking hammered by a lot of journos. You know, why don't you align yourself with me? Why do you align yourself with me? Like, rate him or don't rate him. Channel 9 News is prime time widely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you want to get exposure, I don't know, you know, it's just if you're really business savvy, it makes greater sense. I mean... Why would you want to do media in a newspaper? Hardly anyone reads newspapers anymore. Or if they do, they might see it on socials. But there's nothing more appealing or impacting than the optical and seeing it in prime time and news. Based on name. Yeah. Yeah. And also seeing you in action. Yeah, you know? exactly. And so see, seeing what you. you can do. Yeah, some coin, some some cones set up okay. and you're running a bend and you've got the arms yeah. swing yeah. going. That's good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's also... Um, but it comes with in this ha- day and age. It's not just you don't have to be watching Channel Nine. You don't have to be watching it at six o'clock when the news is on. Like it's on fucking socials and everything. They pump it up. Yeah. So so going. I still haven't forgotten the draining part of things. So m- part of my business model is you know I got to take into consideration my age. I'm 55. Now my sessions. I have a checklist every time I turn up to my session. Right. I've got to be on point every time I go. And you said it's draining. So on the financial component of that. Lucky, I mean, I hope this doesn't again. I know I keep repeating that, but I want people to understand that it didn't take, it just didn't, didn't happen overnight. I did fucking a heap of sessions before the social media was out or even the internet was out, going down in the middle of the night, freezing cold, asking people if I could have an opportunity with their team and train people. People forget about all these free sessions that I've done. I've had to fucking grind to be where I am. Mm. It's taken me years. In actual fact, I keep drumming it into my coaches. They don't, they're, they're blessed. 
this is not how the fitness industry is because there's a high fruition rate in, fi in the fitness industry. One second, they're there, next second. Because people are flaky, you know. You're, you're the person that's got to try and keep them motivated to keep turning up. I'm lucky, I'm sport now. I usually just deal with people who play sport for a living. So that motivation side of things is easy for them. But the other, all my other coaches, they've just got to work with general pop. So general population is like, you know yourself, it's like a fad. You either yeah. go on a diet, you go on, you know. Go in and out, flakes. in and out. It's torture. And in and out. So, that, you know, people. People us, at the, us, us. That's general pop. <laughs> we, got a, we got a message this morning that I don't know if we replied to. You know but, that, <laughs> but that's general pop. Yeah. You know, and that's just how life it is. So they get to a point like, oh, fuck, I can't deal with it anymore. One week I make heaps of money. Next week that I want to train. You know, I just want to get a job. It gives me security. I know my money's going to be there each week, each week. So it's hard to find coaches. You know, it's hard to find decent coaches. But lucky I'm in a position where... The business keeps rolling in all the time, rolling in all the time. I say, anyone that's not flaky, just fuck them off and then we'll just replace it with somebody. And you just have to just keep working on a turnover. Don't worry about, this has got to be your side gig or potentially, I've got three coaches that have been with me for a while, you'll build it up. So going back to him, so I only do four sessions a day because I know that every session and you're only as good as your last session has to be lit, like lit. And you don't get, I, 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 they don't just, they, they just haven't pulled my name out of a cocoa pop packet and said, let's just make this guy the guru. I'm fucking got swag mm. when I coach and I do freaky shit as well. But at the same time, like the guys come there and it's like, fuck. But at the same time, the level I give them as well is high. Mm. So who have you got currently? Like, some, I know you got Saab, um, the Schuster, I yeah. saw he's been down there. I, um, Mitchell Pierce, who's obviously yeah. back from overseas. So I got, I got, I got heaps. At the moment. How many role like, players you reckon you got that will come just this off season, or are we just talking about ever in general? Oh no, I guess just at the moment, like this. Well, a lot of them are in World Cup. Oh, it's true, right? So maybe so now's it's not like the best time. I had just before World Cup, and only worked with the teams that were just were out of semi final contention. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think I think there was only a two or three week turnaround after the yeah, grand final. Yeah, it's pretty quick. Not at all. So Generally speaking, I guess like is I usually it have the season. Is it are they, 20, yeah, 20, 20 or thirty? Yeah, I usually put a post up and it just fucking fills it up. It just goes. It yeah, just goes straight away. And the best part about it as well, um, they can. Yeah, I do get media, but at the same time, they know I don't. I don't. I'm going there. They're going to get to work. It's like if you if you work with somebody who in the NRL's got a high profile. <laughs> Most of the time, the trainer's like, let's take, do, do this. They, they just want to fucking get to work. Yeah. They just want to be trained. They know that I don't need it. Yeah. You know, I did at the start. It's like I was chasing followers. Sure. At the start, is now I'm just chasing dollars. Yeah. Everything I just got, everything's got money, money, I've got big groups. They all pay big. And mm. I earn decent. So... When is there? When it's when it's raining, just really, like, do you have any indoor options, or like, no. is there, so, say that so it's just you just fucked there? It's a great question. Um, two times you, you know that two XU brand. Have you ever seen two times you? They got the compression garments. You might have seen them around anyhow. Anyway, they were they were, they were going to open a Roger Fabry Performance Center. A long time ago, long long time ago, but Australia just doesn't have the population to sustain that. It's yeah. a high-end niche market, mm. um, and it just, you know, in America there, there is there. And so there's a couple of questions I'm surprised you haven't asked me. It's like, um, 
how did I end up getting into America working with NFL teams? Didn't even know you were. Uh, okay, so you know, with a with with my record, um, it just probably goes to show you how good I am at my job. That team, so I ended up working f- uh, for the San Diego Chargers and no way. New York Jets and Dallas Cowboys. Right? When was I, this? About I started. So my passion was, as I said to you, I used to go always overseas because I didn't have the luxury of the the internet or social media. So any type I had to get clued up on what I, and this is just for my own benefit. I would never thought I was going to be a coach. And the reason I ended up having to do this for a living is because 2010, when I was associated with the roosters, um, three of the boys got pinched with prescription drugs, right? Mm. And they fucked me over. Friendy Pierce and, and Toddy. Or Pierce was it Pierce or Friendy yeah, and Toddy? It was, yeah, no, yeah, it was it was Pe- it was Friendy and Carney, huh? Who was it? Friendy and Carney. Yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah. And they fucked you over. The boys didn't. Oh, okay. Oh, they're my they're tight as anything. Yeah. So this is how ruthless the media can be, right? I ne- I never forget. I ring in the the guy that reported was a guy called Yoni Bashan. He was just make he's just starting out. He's now the crime one of the heat crime reporters at the tri- Telegraph. Anyway, I ended up having a real good, big go at him because I, he fucked my life real bad. I, I kept it all on the down low. Nobody knew I was in jail. I'm, you know, even the jobs that I was going for, I'm not going to walk in there and say, oh, hey, I'm in jail. You'll never get a job. Mm. Yeah. You know, I ended, I ended up, was, I was working, I had a good job. I was working in corporate sales for a, a large company. Probably won't name them because they don't, I don't want them to make them look like they're wrong. They're on the public exchange, so they were quite a big company. Yeah. And I was making moves, you know, like good moves there. I was happy and I was just doing my coaching on the side, but not much, not more for passion as opposed to money. Um, and then, as I said to you, in 2010, I was working the Roosters at the same time. We had a, having a big year there, you know, we were making a run. We ended up making the grand final that year in St. George Betis, right? Anyhow... The chief editor at the Telegraph said to this Yoni Bashan, go out to the roosters, two of the boys have been pinched, find me a story. So he's gone everywhere looking for a story, left, right and centre. There was, what, what's the story? It's gone, there was no story. The story was that they had some Valium or something with them. They got pinched at McDonald's. And that was that it. That was the story. Yeah. So he came back. He said, mate, I've got no story. He said, no, there is no story. He said, no, fucking go out and find something. There's got to, you've got to find something. Anyway, so he kept asking around, asking around, and heaven behold, they kept saying to him, all these players, they're super close to the speed coach. They fucking love him. And he's taken the speed. They really perform highly for him. What's his name? Roger Fabry. Anyway, so he goes back onto his computer. Sure enough, I've got a criminal record. I've been in jail for drugs. It's like, okay, I've got a story. So he drew inference on the story, tried to say, didn't put anything in. If you read the story on the He net, doesn't actually accuse you of it, but he just makes a connection by, yeah, yeah puts yeah, it there. Yeah. Connect the dots if you want. So my daughter doesn't know I've been inside. She goes to a Catholic school. Fuck. I'm working for a job. I wake up the next morning on Channel 7, the breakfast show, whatever. I'm fucking headlines. Carney, friendly, been pinched or whatever. Speed codes have been in jail. How do the roosters employ? What's the culture? What's this? What's that? My life is just fucking taken away from me again. I'm like, oh, 
fucking work so hard to get back on the right track. Call me in, you know, how come you didn't tell us that you went there? Why should I? What difference does it make? You've served your time. Done my time. I repaid my debt. I just got to get it. The law allows you, the law allows you, it's supposed to, to put the pieces back together and move forward. That's the point of the sentence. Yes, exactly. So regardless, I, you know, what I did was so trivial. You know, honestly, the the period of time that lasted for the garage to be leased out, let's let's talk about it on a financial perspective, right? Lasted five weeks till I got pinched. He was giving me a hundred a week, so I earned five hundred. Cost me fifty thousand trying to represent myself to try and beat the case. Doing five hundred dollars, five hundred grand. $500. So I mean, I'm like, fucking hell. $100, but 100 back in 97. What? Yeah, I know. It's, I know it's not a significant amount of money, but it's, what am I doing? I'm leasing my garage. Absolutely. Who gives a fuck? That's what I mean though, right? Like in terms of the financial cost that you end up incurring off the back of what was really a, a very a small, small amount advantage. of money that you were getting. It actually cost me two and a half years of my life. Mm. I owed nearly 70000 when I came out for people helping my missus and my family stay on, the fa- on their feet. So it's a big price to pay. Mm. So then I had to, I rebuilt myself, paid all my debts, got myself going, was back into the thing. Then for being good, I get fucked again. Mm. It's like, oh, he's got a, he's a good speed coach. He's working with the top team in the Eastern suburbs. Find me a story. The repercussions were catastrophic. I rang the bloke. I was in tears. I'm like, how can you run this story? Who gives a shit? It's just a wild, it's a wild goose chase. Then he started telling me. I said, but this, I, I said, this could potentially destroy me for it. What am I going to do? Was he at all remorseful or? But how do you know? Yes. Even just, even just yeah, to your said, face he, or like he over sound, the phone. He sounded like that. And in actual fact, he kept, like, he's like, oh, if I can repay. I said, repay the favour. You can repay the paper. Don't run the story. Yeah. Don't or retract run the story. Or redacted or whatever but then it's the worst because then you can also never get it off the internet either no you can't you can't google your name you can't scrub that and you can't scrub someone's association once they've read it you know like they make the people in form their own impression and And then i was you know i'm I'm training in an affluent area Mm. and then some of the parents also were like oh fuck we didn't know our kids are and then they had to pull them out of my squad so i've had to read the roosters flick up is that what happened so they they were on t- i've got to give smithy some credit here or whoever it was you know they knew that i was tight with them and well it was still about three three regular rounds to go we were in contention but you know we were having a decent year but nothing astronomical our run really came come semi-final time i think he made a real good smart moves like we flick him the wheels of this bus might fall off and then fuck me dead. We've worked that hard to get where we're at. Um, so they did the right thing. They stuck by me, which was a real good sign of confidence for me. I just had to go ghost for about two or three weeks just till the heat dropped right off. And then I resurfaced against Canberra. I can't remember how many rounds still to go. Um, I remember Smithy said, oh, just go cold. It's looked like we've reacted and done something. You know, we need you and we want you and you're part of the team. It's like, well, thank you. 
mean, means a hell of a lot to me. Carney and I were like, and we still are. Carney was like, I end up getting Dalian Player of the Year. Mm. Like he would have, he was devastated because he's like, we're real tight, real, real tight. He ended up staying at my place all the time. I really spent a lot getting his pathway in that 2010. He was off everything. His football just spoke for himself. With someone like Carney, can you give me an example or sort of some sort of insight into like what, where you took him from and, and what skills you gave him? Yeah. What attributes you sort of laid on top of him? Just because, you like, know, when someone says, oh, you're a speed coach, like what exactly do you do for a footballer? Yeah, okay, that's a real good question. And there's so much more to it than just the speed component. I think that, you know, what, what was invaluable that I, that, that I was able to give Todd at that stage, not only good expertise as far as his speed improved significantly. In actual fact, we didn't have a real fast back line that year. You know, I think we're, I think if you go from uh, – we had Pierce, Carney. Kenny Dow. Kenny Dow, Kane Lynette. Kane Lynette. Yeah. BJ Leilua was BJ there. BJ Leilua. Mm-hmm. Then you had on the wings, you had filthy Phil Graham. And <laughs> was it Kenny Dow, SKD? Did he play in the wings? No, he played in the centre. I remember he, he took the, the intercept and ran the length of the field. Yeah, right. Um, I can't remember. And then he had Mini at the back. There, was Tupo right? there at that stage? No. And he had Mini at the back. Mini, Mini was the start of of me, because uh, Sam. Oh Parrot. yeah, Sam Parrot. Good boy. Yeah, it was Sam Parrot. Um, good man. All those guys, great guys. You know, they're still friends for life. We're all real, real tight. So, Todd was just came from Canberra, and then he he had to spend a year in the wilderness. So mm. he went to. Atherton, I believe. Good work. Fuck, you're good. I love my rugby league. <laughs> Fuck, yeah, yes. rugby Fuck, you're good. Fuck, you're good. beers for the Atherton. I was going to say roosters, but surely not. I, I don't think that's far from the mark. Well, the I think it, actually roosters? think it is. Could it actually? I think you're right. I think so. I actually think it is. Yeah. It is? Yeah. yeah. Come with me. Fuck, you're good. <laughs> come with me. Come um, with the kid. Loves so rugby I, league. I, he went there, and so... The, I'm pretty sure they invested like this guy is going to be the guy that's going to get us back on track. Because I think the year before, correct me if I'm wrong, I reckon, I think we were in last. Spurn. Spurn to the yeah. GF. When Freddie was there. And I hate the Roosters as a club. Don't get was me that wrong. With the, they, they I'm the a Freddy Manly years. Seagulls fan. 2009, I'm pretty sure they ran last. Um, Freddie was there. So it was, a, you know, Smithy came, is that right? Yeah. Yep. Smithy came back in and put all his faith in... Um, toddy and and rebuilt this and and so going back to your original question you know it's like i knew for he had his camp his family in canberra or goulburn so i knew that that was one thing that i could try and offer him um it wasn't my intention it grew this way you know it's just working with the team and then suddenly i'll never forget that day i thought oh this guy because he walked back it was only two sessions and he flicked my ears as he was walking past, and he said, oh, I could feel there's a there's a connect there. It's like, oh, he likes my chemistry, this bloke. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see that I'm, I fuck around, but at the same time, I'm good at what I do. So we we click straight away. It's like, and this is this is the other part that I sort of hate about uh, sport and politics. I'll get into that side of it as well. There's so much politics and in, in the sporting industry, and especially myself, and you'll be able to relate to some of the things that I bring up. So I wanted to offer, as we got 
closer and closer and closer, and the team was uh, was was starting to make tracks. And Toddy was starting to play fucking good football, real good football. Where where they put him up, he was literally living about six hundred meters away from me. He had nobody. He didn't know but many people. And I think that he was real focused. He had to make it's like a make it or break it. I have to make an impression this year. You know, I can't get any more chances. So he'd spend all his time, his downtime at my place. My, you know, my dad loved him like his own son. Uh, my wife looked after him just the same as I looked. Look, she looked after me. And my daughter has basically idolised him at the same time. You know, he was Todd Carney. Um, so he had that grounding that we could offer. Mm. Um, and then he, <laughs> it was quite easy because he must have probably seen himself in me, saw the mistakes that I've made and what I'd gone through and that nothing is not unachievable, you know, and he had all the talent in the world. So, and we started doing a little bit extra by ourselves and then the boys would do extras with us and then suddenly, you know, we had so many people were saying for a back line, they look fast, you know, real quick. We used to do everything at a high tempo speed. You have a look at the amount of long range tries we scored. You know, we had some real speed. So, Besides offering just the physical component of it, you know, the skill acquisition is a gift. You either got it or you haven't got it. It's like speed. You know, they do say to you, you're either born, born fast or not. And that's actually true. You know, you, you are either fast, mm. but if you're slow, I can just make you faster. Yeah. You'll never be fast, but <laughs> it'll be faster than you were. Yeah. So, you know, when they say, so what yeah. am I coaching? Yeah. I'm, I'm obviously coaching speed. So you are, you can get, you can coach speed, you know, sort of, annoys me a bit when they say, oh, you can't coach speed. You can't coach speed. The teams can't coach speed. And why they can't coach speed is because they have many, so many skill attributes to the player. How much time do you dedicate to speed? You know, got kicking, tackling, passing, scrimmage. There's so many attributes to a footballer. It's a footballer plays defense and offense. It's not like the NFL where they have an offense team and a defense team. So you can actually, speed is critically important. But it also is critically important here in this game as well. As you've seen, oh, I was going to say some place, if they didn't run so fast, they probably wouldn't play first grade. But, yeah. you know, I don't <laughs> want to say that, that, but there's some real, there's some guys out there, as you know. Yeah. That, well, there's speed can be a massive it's a ma weapon that you can have. So, how many own. players could you turn around and say, oh, he's just in his team for, in the team for strength? There's none. <laughs> Yeah. But there's players in there that are in teams, multiple teams. That, you know, if they didn't have so many speeds, it'd be subjective whether they'd be inside or not. Yeah, definitely. It's a, so it's it's a, a great point. It's actually, it's a really good point. Some it's the fastest. You know what I mean? Because you've got the best deadlift. Because you're fast as fuck. You know, who, like, who gives a fuck? You know, I'm going to bench, oh, I can bench press 300 kilos. Well, so can fucking 5 million of them. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck about shit like that. Yeah. So I know I'm biased to it, but it's, 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 you know, speed to me is king. Even if you took it in on a relative basis, you know, if I'm fast and you're strong, well, you've got to still catch me to fucking bash me up. And you'll never catch me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I right no, or wrong? No, you're, no, you're dead right. You'll never catch me. Yeah. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm king. Mm. So speed was, uh, was, was, was always an area that um, was quite noticed in the Roosters as far as really getting a difference in. You talk about Toddy, another guy that you've worked with, and I think I saw you put something on your gram recently, but it was in regards to Bronson Cherry. Yeah. And, you know, you feel sorry for a kid like him a little bit. Obviously, you do the crime, you do the time, all that shit, right? Yeah. Um, Naive. 
Huh? He was naive, naive right? Yeah. Naive. 18, 19, world is feet. Trying, you know. trying so to come back from injury. Not trying to make excuses for it because you do it. No, no, no. There but, is, I get it. But there know. is there is a reason. It's just not a reason he just took it. I mean, he's not that stupid. Mm. Um, is he coming back from injury? A, a forum. Yeah, good boy. Yeah. It was just speeding up the recovery. Just trying to speed up the recovery yeah. again. And he know. knew that, you know, he had that, he's got this shoulder, try yeah. and get it right. He had everything in him. I, I mean, he's never said this to me, but it's quite obvious. I'm sure that one day when he can actually sit down and serve his time, because I'm actually not allowed to coach him right now. That's what I was going to talk about. You're right. You know, he's not allowed to come train with you. Yeah. But I'm you're willing. accredited. I'm accredited. So I'm aff affiliated with WADA and ASADA. And part of the suspension, which is so shit. For the, and I reckon as harsh as it is, like four years, that's a fucking long time. Yeah, it's a you fucking know, long time. When you take into consideration what is the length of time of a footballer, what's the, what is it, yeah, 10, the, 11 the years? Yeah, career, a good career is 10, 11 years, Okay, right? so you're taking four away already away from it. Wow, that's 40% of it. That's your earning potential. You know, you, I think it's a huge price to pay. Well, the average NRL career is two years. Well, there you go. So 48 games, I think it is. Yeah. So, like, so you take... That then you also say to him, you can't co you can't train with any coaches that are affiliated with WADA. That Sada. seems unfair. That does seem a bit much. Like if, if you want to ever come back, you should. You I mean, as you can attest to the importance of second chances, right? Like, Absolutely. And, and, like and like that. I, as you said at the start of this podcast, I've been there for every single fuck up athlete footballer every time. Milford. Lodge, I can just go on mm. and on. Even Dave Warner, when he had the problem with the sand cake, I was there. Bryce Cartwright, I've seen Bryce that. Cartwright. Yeah. There's Mitchell Pierce. It just goes on and on yeah. and on. Because I, I know what it's like. I've been there and I understand that. And, you know, everybody's entitled to a second chance. If they start doing four or five, then you've got to think, well, you're just a fucking idiot. You yeah. don't learn. Yeah. Like, I would never... I don't even undo any. I don't even hang around anything that is illegal now. Like if, you know, my brother loves coke, and he loves doing lines. I said, "Fucking, he lives with me. You can do it. I don't give a fuck. But don't do it anywhere here. Mm. I just don't need the hassle." So I'm like, I've learnt my lesson. No, yeah. never do I want to be in that position again. Fucking hell, I I might as well have had a go with that three kilo that they put in the fucking garage. <laughs> tried to fucking sell it. I might, I did the time for it. Yeah. I didn't fucking. I, I lost a life and yeah. I didn't do any. I didn't even get reward. I wish I had a go with it. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying yeah, to say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Screw it a bit away. Buried in some in the backyard. At least you could turn around and say, "Well, I had a crack." Yeah. What did you have a crack at? Yeah. Fucking nothing. I don't even know what it looks like. <laughs> and it's hard to fucking get your head around that. Yeah, it's almost a kind of empty, weird feeling. I you know, imagine, I'm right? sitting here for what? Yeah. Isn't it? That's bizarre. So, then, do you are you in any contact with Bronson then? Like, do you or you just okay, like, so, or is it you can't even mention that shit? Yeah, I know. I speak can't. to him all the time. Yeah, right. People say I prom. So I I've since then. There's one thing that like I am a little insecure at times, right? I suppose everybody is to a certain degree, and I try and have a bucket list of what I want to try and mm. achieve. Like I said to my dad, which I'm real. Fuck, I had a tight relationship with my dad. You, if you go through my gram, you see the most fucking hilarious photo, uh, videos of him and I dancing together, fucking around. I had this real once-in-a-lifetime bond. I had a terrible relationship with my mum. Mum's still alive. Um, sort of carry a bit of trauma, but... 
with my dad, I had a real special relationship and I sort of wanted, I said to him, and he was quite a high profile musician. I said, oh, and he loved the fact when he did see my name up in lights, like I'm like, okay, I guarantee you, I will make sure that I'm going to be a coach that people know who they are, who I am. And like, you could sit down at a dinner table and say, oh, you know, do you know Roger Fabry, speed coach? Like, oh yeah, I've heard of that guy. Mm. You know, but you know, I know I've said this before, and I know it's caused, caused me a little bit of grief, but and it's nothing personal, but the fastest man in our country, which I'm supposed to be affiliated with their sport, and he's probably off me. I know I, some, actually somebody told me, I know he's on your podcast, right? Mm. I thought that was hilarious because I don't, ta- I don't even know you and it's silly that you've taken this personal, but if you walk past most of the people in the street, nobody would know who he is. It's not because of him. It's just a sport. But I always said that I'm, I'm going to make sure that people know who I am. I'm the, and the one thing that's so that I live on is that these athletes, which they make me fire and I owe them, I love them to the death, but at a certain point they become irrelevant. You know, like my new, that new generation now, like Toddy and all them, like most of the kids that I train when I bring them up, they don't even know who he is. And he's actually remembered for things he shouldn't be remembered, like for the bubbler and shit like that. He was a, so, but a coach is always going to be relevant. There's going to be a period of time. So I always say to them, don't burn, don't burn your bridge because at some stage you may need to me to come back. You know, it's not, I'm not, it's not a game me against you, but it's, that's just the way it is. It's yeah. like, so I, 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 it really annoys me when they, you know, when they're catching fire, real fire, then they, they might not answer a text or return a call. It's like, oh, it's like, you're not going to be, you'll need it one yeah, stage. Yeah, yeah, you why, might why, find why, yourself. Why are you being disrespectful? You know, you should learn learn that. And I think the social media or, or, or this generation has got them that way and they'll be complacent and hurt people's feelings or disrespect them or don't treat them with courtesy. You know, if I go out of my way to try and help you, I got you. But don't, you know, suddenly you've got fire or everything. I'm cool. I'll keep applauding you from the grandstands, but don't just diss me. Yeah. You know, that's just, I'm there. I haven't charged you or anything. I've been there, supported you in your corner. You're catching fire now. It's like you'll need me at some stage. Yeah. And I don't like, I hate that part about this, that the social media has made it that disloyalty way. Disloyalty. Yeah, disloyalty. There's, yeah. But in the older days, when there wasn't so much social media presence, there was a real common courtesy within a, a nice environment. You know, you, a text, you'd get a, a turn or you'd pick up a phone or go out of way and go and yeah. meet somebody. I yeah. really like that. It's just common courtesy. It's just respectful. How's Joshy Schuster looking in terms of speed? Obviously, we are manly. But we need guys. we need a we need a really honest assessment. Yeah, where Josh is at. over there. I don't know if you can see. He's blind. He's one hundred percent blind. He can't see. He's the first blind first footballer blind rugby to play. In <laughs> That's the so NRL. good. Is that because he does those? Because he doesn't know. Yeah. But do you know that people? It was one of the most googled things. It was the first. Google. The first he's thing a, that first came up if you Google Josh Schuster is is, is Josh blind? Schuster legally blind? Really? <laughs> yeah. Because of a dumb thing Tom yep. said once. <laughs> you know what? I, I, and again, this is going to be, I'm not pissing in your pocket. I'm not, I'm not that type of guy. Pockets right? are open. Don't worry, Rog. Go for but it. I, I like, I've, I've watched a couple of your podcasts, right? Because I don't, as I said, I haven't watched, and I wanted to learn your swag as well before I came here. And you may think that I'm, I've got hardly much football, whatever football knowledge I have, you can take credit from it. I sort of just listen to the way you guys speak and what mm. you talk about. And it's like, I would like if you. I know, I've heard you guys talk about this. 
Otherwise, if I if you said that, you know, I'd be like, oh, I don't get it. Yeah, why the fuck's he got a guide dog? So, so in terms of Schuster, right? Um, now I've got to be super careful here because another thing, it's like, <laughs> so Gus has created this thing, the fastest man on the planet, right? Mm. Well, it's Jason Saab, and I won't hear another word about it. But it caused me grief because that's the fact. And I trained both of the boys. You still train Josh? No. You know why? It's and, and I don't even know why, but it's hurt me. Mm. And if he hears this, I'm cool with that. Like, it's, ama- it's amazing how savvy uh, the local punter or the general public is, right? Especially when it comes to social media. And sort of when when I let's go back to and and maybe if you do are listening then you can understand this as well if Widler was to ask me which is the most obvious question ever who's the fastest in the league when I train all the fastest in the league am I an idiot if I don't answer back as the people that the normal person would be like if anyone actually does know you do know. Because mm. well, no one you, gives you, a fuck when it's like, oh, Marty Tapao is the strongest player in the league or Royce Hunt from the Sharks. No, no, but, but Sharks, it, like... again, it's, it's an opinion as well. Mm. But my discipline is highly accountable. Mm. It's quantifiable. If you come to me at A speed with a stopwatch, mm. there's no interpretation of an opinion. It's factual. <laughs> yeah. So if I turn around and say... If I turn around and say, well, I don't know, yeah. what, to try and say, to, to save the opinion or to save, it doesn't mean I don't love or, or, or anybody any differently. It doesn't matter. How does it matter? It doesn't mm. matter. But if I say I don't know, don't I look like a fucking idiot? <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks like you haven't been using your stopwatch properly. Which yeah. is the only quantify. It's one of the only skills possible. So then this, this off season, I get an inbox the fox is training with somebody else and unfollowed me on the same day. The fox unfollowed you? Yeah. Interesting. Scott. And, and it hurt me. Mm. It's like, fuck. What? It's just like, I sort of, I understand. I, don't, I, don't, I actually don't know what the reason is. And I'm only putting it out there because I care and I've never had an opportunity. And if I saw him, I'd be asking him as well the same thing. I don't actually know what the, the Reach problem out, is. Fox. But it's like, I'm gathering because, you know, I train Saab or, and maybe I've hurt the fastest man in the planet as far as a marketing perspective is concerned. I can't think of anything, any other reason why. But this is the head games or the politics that come with the sport mm. and being at the highest level. And that's why me going to a club, I couldn't deal. I couldn't deal because the head of performance think oh roger wants to take my job he gets these guys get on too good with them or look at him as i just didn't need it yeah it's like i can't i just want to be going to my gig whoever wants to train with me i don't have any exclusivity and i'll try and i'll be the best version of myself every time for you but at the same time i care about you it's like i'm i keep i i'm going to say it again i don't need the clout i got it I worked hard to get it. I used to be that way. Mm. I used to drop people's names that I didn't even train just to try and high profile myself. 
now they drop my name and I don't train them. But I get it. But, it, it, you know, with a person that's insecure, or, or just see my side of things. Or if there is an issue, you know, if that is the case, I would have trained Fox by himself anywhere because I'm loyal to him. I mm. even said when we went out and when he, when he put me to that, I tried to get out of it by saying, depends what distance you're going to ask me over. Yeah, which is obviously 100 metres because it's the length of a football field. And the but, then if I, but then I broke it down. So what's and, the blue ring? And then I said, well, if it's over 20. Fox. No, if it's over 20, you know who's the fastest? The Jet. Oh, Jimmy the Jet, yeah. Oh, he's the most explosive. Fuck, he's like lightning. He gets to his high speed so quick. Then and then if it's over 70 or 8, 70. Yeah. And that's why Gus changed it to 75. Mm. You know, the Fox would probably be able to hold on. But the back end, you know, that... It's just Jason. He's undeniably like lightning. He could be a track athlete. I was going to ask, is he... Like, when you look at someone like Usain Bolt, who's a tall sprinter, which he isn't usually... Like, Saab's fucking humongous. He is. Is that a similar sort of... Yeah, it's obviously he's got long lever, so as he gets going, his stride length. But you know what we worked on? And he's just unlucky this year that he wasn't on the end of a back line that gave him the opportunity or... The other teams obviously targeted him and knew that if you give this guy a little bit of space, it's fucking over. He's going to be able to – it's all he needs. Maybe he lost a little bit of confidence or just the team didn't work out. But we worked significantly this – the prior off-season before he did his ACL this season. Yep. Off-season. Yep. Um, trying to get that cadence, as you call it all the, the time. cadence. Um, well, you know how he looks like he's just effortless and yes. it's just floating. gliding. We're working on that high frequency, so we're getting into his high speed a lot quicker. Right. Just got hardly ever a chance to do it. And the reason he is gliding is because, again, no disrespect to any other, he just doesn't need to go any faster. Yeah. Because they can't catch him at that speed. Mm. So what, he doesn't need to. I've often thought to myself, he's not running as fast as he can. Like there are you, some you, people you see that. Remember Michael Oldfield? Did my head show. in. Michael Oldfield, who's a, who's a bit of a journeyman footballer, and when you would see that man in space, it was like, I feel like yeah, he, he, he ended up right? at the Roosters as well. He was at the Roosters, he was at Manly, he was and at, at South. Canberra as well, wasn't Canberra, he? Canberra, yeah. Panthers, like, mate, yep. he was fucking everywhere. He was but everywhere. he was always good. He was very unlucky with injury. So the, the year before, you know, when they did that, I, I, and I said to Jason, I said, why don't, why don't you bring that move back out? Because I don't know much, much of football as you guys do, but as soon as I say this, you know, you'll know straight away. You know that Cherry Evans took the ball off the scrum, kicked the ball down against the, field. the Warriors, just kicked. It was like the, we'd hadn't won a fucking game, and then it was like Cherry just we just. That was the first time Kassab was new where you went, oh, oh my. like right, I said, yeah. we were like, why did we buy this guy again? Oh, oh okay. he's the fastest yeah, fucking yeah, man yeah, I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah, right. So I Makes said, sense. why don't you do that move again, so you can fucking take that track tilster tracker off the Richter. Yes. And just, <laughs> just stick it on as fast and go Run as fast yeah. as you fucking have to for so long. Yeah. Don't put the, don't take the pedal off. Who gives a fuck I don't if give you get fuck. the ball or not? Yeah, I don't give a fuck if nobody's anywhere near you. And if you got the ball covered, I want to see you fucking go. Mm. And then it will shut up once and yeah. for all. They love like, that they, they never did tracker. it. Nah. Oh, well, it. maybe maybe with Seabold at the helm, they bring it back. Anthony, if you listen. Tony. Tony, sorry. Tony Seabes. Tony Seabes. Do you want to... Sorry, go. What were you saying? Do you want to see my one piece? Fucking earth, I want to see your one piece. Will you put some music? <laughs> Can we get some music going, Tobler? I brought a. I bought a. I got. I bought oh, you a, know, I'll just get on the phone. No, but I've got. I brought my speaker. He bought us. He bought a UFO. I, well, how yeah. about I, I exit out with that when we get there? Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll wrap it up with the music. Okay. Yeah. Right, well, a couple of things then. Schuster. Is he looking? Yeah. Is he looking okay, quick? So, 
He's lost 12 kilos. We, we fucking love that. 12 kilos. Yeah. Because he was looking a little bit on the well, bigger end side. for his frame, I'll say. He's big, man. Like, like, forget about not fat-wise, but he's big. Just a big dude. Yeah, we've oh, met him. He's, he's he's, have, you, have you met him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's big. a big boy. Fuck. So four, four, four of them came. He's, like, got this little click. He's got, he's, like, the man of these little younger guys. A lot of guys look up to him. And, and in a positive way, and I, I really like that. Mm. Um, very respectful towards him and sort of... I think that it was really good for him because they encouraged him on this journey of trying to stay behind the World Cup. Yes. I don't know if they were assigned that or they look like they've been friends for a very long time mm. and really helped him stay motivated to do this, to lose the, the, the weight. Mm. He came to me already in quite decent shape. Now, is he looking... Well, I don't know what I'm comparing him to, right? He's certainly not express. No. But he has... Again, on the quantifiables, so this is a, this is huge. He's improved about two to three meters in the short amount of time that I've been with him. Love that. So that you know, he's quite explosive there, yeah. and he's we're still got we it's work in progress, and hopefully we can reconnect. Uh, I don't know how Manly are going to position it. It's very difficult, you know, and I've got to be careful the way I speak here because a lot of players do come. And see me in the off season. I mean, in season when they're not supposed to. Right. So gotta, and that's the other clandestine training but that's, sessions. That's a good thing as far as they're concerned because they know they're safe with me. I'm not going to put it on social. Yeah. I don't need the swag. I don't need mm. followers. I'm, you know, so they You've can go it. there. If I say like my, the old me, I'd be like, oh. I wouldn't be able to help myself. Like I had high profile people when I first started, like Sonny Bill. Jared Hayne, it's like, fuck, those guys were the epitome of the game. Mm. In actual fact, I still regard what I did with Hayne as probably my greatest, greatest sporting or coaching achievement ever. Really? Yeah. That what just like you're going, going to the this- NFL? Mate, that was undeniable. Mm. I don't care. You can put that in the class of Bradman. You, How many people can go, he got a position on a roster, not knowing the game, yeah. when he was at the highest point in the NRL, mm. To break into team and make a roster as yeah. a running player, not a punter, as a running player, not a defensive coach, uh, def- a linesman. He was a running player. Do yeah. you know how fucking hard that is? It's you're you're going up against guys that are they they source them from the Olympic team. Yeah, three hundred million people just fucking three hundred sixty million people. He played, he played regular season games. Yeah, he played. He made three regular games. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, you don't really uh, that that achievement is undeniable. Yeah, it's undeniable. I don't care what you say, mm. and you know, being a part of that journey. I remember when he rang me up. I said, "You're fucking dreaming. <laughs> you got no chance." <laughs> didn't even doesn't even know how to, didn't even know the rules of the game. Mm. I did know them, but it comes with a big playbook. Probably these guys have come. These guys that have got those positions have been brought up on a playbook. Which is like a Bible. I don't know if you've ever seen the size of the fucking thing. That was the thing I'd never realised oh, how hectic those playbooks were. They're, they're ridiculous. And that's why they have to be in college to, to have the nous and the knowledge to be able to do that. Mm. And I think he got caught out on a couple of plays. And now in hindsight, we had to speak, we had to talk about it last time. And he was saying Kaepernick, uh, it was Kaepernick's fault, not his fault, because he was supposed to run a block play and it looked so obvious that he was in the wrong position. But he was telling me he was in the right position. And I think that was the last straw... They, you know, you know, he dropped a couple of balls, but that that sort was of, crazy because you were like, "Fuck, that's his bread and the butter." The first one he dropped, remember that? Yeah, the very first 
highball punt of the regular season. What about, but let's talk about on a positive note, how good was his trial games. Oh, yeah. Bumping fuckers and everything. Can you, I I couldn't. He was. I was like, I was waking up in the middle of the night and I was like, oh my God, I got goosebumps. This guy's like, I don't believe it. He was bumping people off, making fucking runs. He looked like he was born there. Yeah. And I think that that's what, you know, when they first went over there, because he was asking me for some hookups because he knew I already been there many, many, many times. So he didn't didn't even have a a pathway. It's like, I'm just going to go there and, and wing it, right? It's like, oh, you need to work with some people and work and trying to learn how to go to the game, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, I think, which was a, a smart move, as the owner of the San Francisco 49ers, it's like, okay, if I entertain this bloke, I suddenly got another 20 million followers, yeah. potentially. Yeah, the coverage, the media, it was, yeah. it was good. And if he doesn't make it, well, we'll give it a try. Who gives a fuck? Who gives Comes a fuck? Try. Doesn't matter. So he's a, they look at him, he's a clown at the start. It's a circus. Suddenly the circus fucking owned the whole game. Mm. It's like, oh, this is 53 cool. names get called. He's there. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I was fired. I was just fucking jerking. <laughs> <laughs> like nonstop, both hands. Just going fucking, for it, both oh hands. Oh, my God, ended up fucking nutting on my face. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think that's a great way to segue into sort of like bringing this thing home. Firstly, thank you so much for coming on. Oh, it's mate, been, it's been a really good chat. Like it has been very nice to meet you and very nice to chat to you. I've enjoyed it thoroughly. I, I, I it's been unreal. It's I've been, been fun. I've been excited to oh, come and so to, to be on it. So no, I'm, 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 I'm that's I'm that type of guy. I'm passionate. I'm emotional. Um, it's like okay, I've been. I wanted to get here, so I want to say thank you. Awesome, thanks. Mate. I already said thank you for the support. I mean it sincerely. Well, mate, we'll continue. But what I did want to ask as we wrap was your social. The, the videos on your socials with yeah. that the older gentleman with the long hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who is he? You don't have to reveal who no, he is. No, I want to. Who is he? What's Where does the ideas for these videos come out? And they're some all... of them, I'm looking at them and I'm like, they're... firstly, they're fantastic, but I'm like, I have I, to, to live in the mind of the creator of these videos yeah. would be one of the great joys. You know what? I was, I'm so fucking happy because everything that I was hoping you would ask me for, you did. Good. <laughs> and it's like, Outstanding, because oh, I, I didn't have. I, I I was hoping that you'd lead to there. Fucking oath, I'd be um, a crazy human being not to ask that question. Okay, so that guy, um, he used to go to my brother's school. He's older than me, and um, my brother's eight years older than me, so he's around the same age. And so he used to look after me when I was a young kid, because you know my brother used to go out. He's, he'd had girls. He was good looking. I couldn't fucking pull a hamstring. I can't. <laughs> Any girl I'd, I'd had to pay for or they felt sorry, that fucking sorry for me and thought I'd been fucking bashed with the ugly stick from pillar to post and <laughs> give me a fuck out of sympathy, you know. So I think he interfered with me when, he, when I was a kid. He what? He might have interfered with me when really? I was okay. a kid. Really? Okay. Which That's... was fucking outstanding yeah, if he did. Yeah, sure it was lovely. Um, so I've had a soft spot all my life for him. I can only imagine. Yeah. So he's, he's uh, never worked. He's just a bum. He's just a homeless guy. Homeless right? dude. Does he live with you? No. He, he rolls he, over for these. Where so, is, so I don't know if you've also. Is it Maroubra Junction? Is that no. where you, So I, I also help all those people. Right. So you're like, been you know those videos as well. The homeless people yeah. and the drunks and there. Yeah. So every time I do a video, like it costs me $50 each one. Yeah. It's like, you know, come over, I want to help you out. And 
So this bloke comes in and you pay him to come. Do he these comes videos. over and he's got. So he's got. He's cuckoo like me. He's, he's, fucking, he's, yeah. he's out there. In actual fact, fuck. I reckon he's probably makes my videos. To be honest, he's fucking out there. Don't see yourself I don't know short, if you ever saw the one an integral character. Well, we did that one in the bath together. The bath. Yeah, and then the he ended bit. up putting that cake of soap in his mouth. Yeah, and then he was fucked for the whole rest of the video. He's trying to get. <laughs> If you, if you watch him closely, he's trying to get the fucking soap out of his eye. He can't even fucking see me, right? And when I'm going and mentioning all my family, Kratich, Ishkalje, Mentos, and all, all those, you know, all those people, um, he just fucking held it together like he owned it. Mm. So basically, I, I, we just roll together. Um, I've got, I help him out. I try and help as many people as I can. Honestly, is he? But does he ever look at you then and go, "Rog, what the fuck have you got me doing?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's got some point, but he just—he's just now has just got to roll with it. And what's your brief to him? It's, so, <laughs> it's what's good, the brief look like? So none of the—that's a good question because I'm almost coming running out. I, the objective for me is I need to raise your eyebrows. Yeah, well, they consider them raised. No, yeah, so I, I, and I'm running out of. Down. I don't know how. Like I was, I had a plan to run on the field in an NRL game, but then that might be That's not going to be good for business, no, is it? No, Surely. I like the Dumb and Dumber suit. I don't know if there's any, I don't yeah. know what you, uh, you, that, so you get him a powder blue and you two get around town in, I, in the so Dumb and Dumber. I was Harry coming Lloyds. here with that suit. Bro, I thought that when we saw that, when we had like, to move oh. it and we saw you in that suit on your Instagram, we both were looking at him and go, dude, yeah. I think Roger's I think, coming I think in that fucking been, suit. I think he might have been I was coming in that suit. we were spewing. I was like, oh, I thought that might be cracker. Would have been fucking hilarious. Yeah. Apologise for having a fucking. No, that, that was, but but it only that only lasted a little short amount of time. I mm. think we still rolled, and I was fucking looking later, forward man. to hearing what your listeners think. <laughs> they, hey, honestly, they'll have opinions. They'll have opinions. Like, I know, I, I know that there's some punters and dribblers as well. Paige, yeah. uh, my business manager. She's all over it. Oh, she? Yeah, she's all over it. She tells yeah. me everything that goes on. You go in there from time oh, to time, yeah. No, I don't go in there. No, as in, in you're, you're in there. Your name will come oh, yeah, from I get time you, to time. Get you. Your yeah. videos will be in there. Yeah. She's in there, I think. Oh, well, is she? She's either in there or she's got a spy in there, one of the two. Well, fuck, yeah. there's a few. There's 20,000-odd so, so people 24. in there. Um, that's a credit to you guys. Like, you know, you, you fucking got swag. Hello Sports got swag heavy. i got <laughs> merch as well now. Yeah? Got some merch. From yeah. Roger Ferrey Academy? Yeah. It goes good. Check it out. It's like crazy. Like, uh, who the fuck would have thought? Like, I put some stuff on. Uh, yeah. And then straight away, it's, it's sold out. It's fucking like, oath. How good's that? It's good. Well, mate, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, Truthfully, you're it's been really nice no, to talk to you. It's been unreal. Uh, do you want to play yourself yeah, out yeah, with I, some I, music I, in your yeah, fucking. How is that, that going to work? Do you no, just I'm just going to. I just want to just exit my way if that's okay. Mate, 100%. Because I've got a little drip. No, yeah. dude. I you think do it your way, mate. That's. Yeah. I think that'd be appropriate that'd for you to exit on your own terms. On your own terms. Yeah, so you, whatever music you want to play, whatever. Yeah, just. But if you can just try and roll with me. Fucking oath, mate. You, no, keep a straight face if you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can I, well, and I it, can't promise that. You probably but I'll don't try. have any. I will try to keep a straight face. Do you like? You probably don't like. Um, you like R&B or hip-hop? Oh, no, we like a bit of fucking yeah. R&B. It was yeah. his wedding on the weekend. We were banging out 50 Cent. Yeah, oh, yeah. well, that's what actually well, what that's got what, us ready. That is what got Fitty us ready. Fitty got us ready. Are your speakers on? I don't want you to start playing it off No, your... I'm just getting prepared. Oh, okay, good. I just now got to get into This might... The, well, not might be. This is my favourite end of a fucking podcast already. We've never had anyone dread... Um, yeah, play themselves out. Play themselves out of the room. Why is that? Well, because we're fucking... Well, because scared. you're a trendsetter. I think I we'll see people... People got to bring something with themselves. I think we'll find people... 
from here on out that they might have to. They might start marching to the beat of their own drum a bit more. You're not conventional, Rog. I'll give you that. Fucking oath. We love that. That's connection right there. Yeah, you're connected, which is great. What What do you got for us? Like it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like it. This is hard. Like it. The one piece. Here it comes. Oh. <laughs> nice, Rod. He's looking fast. <laughs> Oh shit, yeah. Roger fucking Fabri, ladies and gentlemen. Roger Fabri. There you go. There you go. Holy shit, that was awesome. Oh. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs>